This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, the revival goes digital. We've been talking about uh, the revival here at Long Hollow uh, that started in December of 2020 and all that God's been doing in the time, uh, many months before then, that time and the ongoing story. And as we've talked through this, there's so many amazing parts, elements that that God has been just uh, continuing to show up and do incredible things. This Sunday, I was talking to someone at church and I said, it's just crazy. And he said, what's crazy is we're saying it's crazy when we believe in a God who can do anything. Mm, wow. <laughs> that's what's crazy. Wow. And I had to correct myself because that's true. You know, we we say we believe that God can do anything, and then when he does, we start to question. Mm. <laughs> we start to say it's the exception to the rule. But what an amazing uh, move of God in, in a time when we're meeting only online digitally. Well, let me just give you a side note to that, just thinking the reason – revival to us is crazy or abnormal is Leonard Ravenhill said it best. The reason the American church doesn't have revival is because they're happy to live without it. Mm. They're comfortable in living without it. Yeah. And so we just have the supernatural is abnormal to us. The first century church, the supernatural was normal. Mm. The first century uh, church, if they didn't see God's hand move mightily, something was wrong. Today, if we do see God's hand move mightily, we think something's abnormal. So sure. I think that's part of it. Well, and, I, and I'm, one of the things that we want to lean into is just as a real quick recap and reminder, uh, God began to move toward, a few days before Christmas hundreds of baptisms in just a few weeks. We announced that day, the first day where we had 99 baptisms that we weren't going to meet in person for the next four weeks due to the increasing rate of coronavirus in our area. We just felt like it was the best and smartest and wisest move. So we made that move and we immediately thought, what is God going to do when we're not even meeting in person and he's just, and, and, and this revival is, is breaking out amongst us. There was uh there was this just mindset of, man, we don't want this to stop, but at the same time, uh, how can it continue if we're not even meeting in person? Yeah. And so we began to, you know, show up, some of the staff would show up for you to record the sermons um, on Sunday. And in those moments, people would just come from all over. Mm. to the recording of the service to be baptized. It was mind-blowing every single week. Yeah, we baptized, I think, just to give you kind of the the picture of those four weeks, we went into those four weeks, I did, thinking – we just missed we just missed the mighty move of God because I'm I'm like you. If you've ever read Revival or studied Revival, you think Revival has to have a designated place mm-hmm. and a specific space of time for God to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and I'll give you the history of Revival. I mean, you think of um, Jeremy Lanfier with the uh, 1857, I think Fulton Street Revival when he started the prayer movement, the noonday prayer movement that started in New York City. The man got tired of seeing um, just the depression in his community and the lackluster approach to the gospel and uh, just spiritless people. And he decided to pray. And 
went to that church and uh, handed out flyers for a couple of weeks and knelt down that first day. And uh, he was about to give up. I was like 20 or 30 minutes in. Then he heard the footsteps of one. And then I think he heard the footsteps of a few more. And they prayed for a, a few uh, moments and then went about their day. And then the next day, he began to pray again. And this, God began to use this. And it sparked this noonday prayer revival in churches all over the country. He went to Chicago. Um, it went to Boston. I mean, it went all over the country. Now, here's what's cool about that. It happened in a place. It happened at a time. Mm -hmm. It happened when people gathered together. The Welsh Revival, if you remember how the Welsh Revival started with Evan Which Roberts. I and I would argue many don't. Many don't. Okay, so <laughs> the Welsh Revival, 1904, I think it is. Um, Evan Roberts, 26 years old. Uh, it's a fascinating story that I didn't know a lot about, honestly, yeah. as well. But I began researching it just to kind of uncover. When, when you experience revival, I, I was talking to Byron Paulus the other day, John A. Vant, and some others who are Bill Elif, big revivalist, um, and uh, Michael Catt, who's another, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, when I started to talk to these guys, I was talking to them about how for so long I was oblivious to God really moving in revival. I, I mean, I prayed for God to move, but I really was kind of oblivious to it. And, you know, I, I read old revival stories like you did. I read church history and I thought, could that actually happen today? Really? I mean, that was Charles Finney. He's a special guy or D.L. Moody, special man. Um, but once you get bit, quote unquote, by the revival bug, mm. <laughs> once you, uh, as, as one guy said, once you experience the manifest presence of God, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. You can't go back. It's like, it's like there's a line in the sand that you cross yeah. and you can't go back and nor would you want to go back to business as usual. No. I mean, that's what we say here at Long Hollow all the time. What's happened with this move of God over the past few months is we can't go back to normative church of just playing yeah. the games, the bureaucratic red tape, the pol politics in churches, the cantankerous choir members, the demon deacons we put. I mean, we just can't go back. You well, know, your expectations have shifted. Yes. For what can happen. Yeah. And so when it's not happening, you're thinking, what's going on? Yeah. It's, it's basically what you said to begin with. The abnormal becomes normal and you expect it. So the Welsh Revival, uh, Evan Roberts was 26 years old when God used him for those two years. Now, Evan Roberts' life is, is an investigation in how not to journey through a revival and navigate a revival. Because if you follow the end of Evan Roberts's life, he basically becomes a recluse. He kind of goes off the deep end theologically, which there's a bunch of principles we can talk about here. One of which is accountability, which discipleship replicate. We talk about the need for accountability. Mm -hmm. Evan did not have accountability. And one of the reasons I think he didn't is because they said, thou art the man of God, don't touch his robe. You know, and, and and what happened to Evan Roberts is at 26, he was the most well-known man in the world. Wow. Everybody on the planet knew who he was. I mean, everybody who had access to information knew who he was. And he was walking with God so closely that there was this aura about him. When he would come out into the streets, Chris, it was crazy. People would come out of their doors just to get a glimpse of Evan Roberts. They wanted to just touch or look at him, and, and not in a Messiah, uh, Messianic kind of way, but more of a respectful, this is a holy man of God. Mm -hmm. And so Evan Roberts would preach, 
And many times he wouldn't even preach. See, the Welsh Revival was a gathering of people who gave themselves to prayer and praise. Hmm. They sang through the Welsh Revival. Uh, my friend Reese Stinner, who is uh, from England, said uh, he believes the, the Welsh Revival was sung. They sung it away. They hmm. sung the spirit away. I said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> He said, they just sang and they got away from the word. One of the key elements in revival, and you have to remember this, you have to have, I'm learning, a balance of word and spirit. Mm-hmm. Word and baptism, word and prayer, word and confession. You, you have to, because the tendency, word and miracles, I'm learning this through. If you study revival history, most of the revivals or moves of God that kind of got off base they started to put a lot of weight into the manifestations of God and the miracles of God, and they forgot the word of God. And so they said, well, God's moving miraculously and healing people. Let's just put the word on the back burner and mm-hmm. let's just have a healing service. Let's just have a miraculous service. Let's yeah. just have a, you know, a, a word of knowledge service, whatever. So Evan Roberts, again, was a man who came to a place. Now, here's a cool fun fact before we go into the break, and then we'll move into what we learned in our uh, seeing of God work. Evan Roberts actually saw, saw the majority of the people saved. And I think in one year it's documented 100,000 people wow. made decisions for Jesus Christ in a year. Damn. Some say six months, but I've checked the stats and people go back and forth. I'm just going to be safe and say a year, yeah. but still six months or a year, a yeah. hundred thousand people. So he literally saw, watch this, the majority, I'd say three fourths or more of the people saved outside of the church where the revival started and how it would happen would be he would go to these churches and travel to these cities. And once he would begin to share what God was doing, mm-hmm. the power of God would fall. And it's that's one of the reasons, honestly, that we wanted to start sharing some of this move of God. Not 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 just to, I mean, obviously, we wanted to document it so we could remember it one day. But we want you to hear this and start believing again that God can actually do this mm. in your life. God can actually do this in your church. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back. We're talking about what God can do, not just at Long Hollow, but in your church, in any church. And one of the things that has been a trend for us as we've talked about what God is doing is our prayer is that God would do this in every church. We want to see God move here desperately. We have witnessed it. We're excited about it. We want to continue to see it happen. And we want to see other churches have that same, uh, just really experience something similar to what we're, we're experiencing. Maybe not the same, but similar in just God moving in an incredible way. And as we talk about how this kind of went digital for us and how it 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 went to a place where even though we weren't meeting, mm-hmm. God continued to do incredible things uh, we want to kind of lean to that part of the journey. And and as you've been talking about a little bit of the history of revival, we've seen it was different with the Welsh revival than it was 
with the noonday prayer revival. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe not, not that this is our goal, but maybe a hundred years from now when people are talking about the long hollow revival. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they say this. These are some of the aspects that that set it apart. Yeah, and 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 here's what's cool about what we're learning. Uh, it's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. But uh, God always does new things. He's doing a new song. He's got a new expression of His grace. And and why wouldn't He do something? you know, differently. And so I, I just finished the Welsh revival and then we'll move on. But the Welsh yeah. revival is very similar to DL Moody with his crusades, Billy Sunday gathering in a meeting, tent meeting and, and revival meeting, uh, Charles Finney and these massive movements of outdoor open air preaching events, and then Billy Graham. So you see all of them, the common denominator is a specific place or, or, or a particular place at a specific time show up for the quote unquote revival meeting, the mm -hmm. crusade at this time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had that Chris in my head. Okay. And so when we went digital, completely mm -hmm. digital, yep. if you're me, you're thinking <laughs> it's it, over. It's we over. Just ruined everything. It's <laughs> over. We 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 now we didn't ruin it. We blamed it on COVID right. like yeah. we did everything else at that time. But I thought in my naive, small, uh immature uh, of revival mind, I thought, well, you know, we just constricted the hand of God. We but had a we, few good weeks. A few good weeks, man. It's going to go down Thanks, in history. Lord, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what God began to show us was that he's not bound by a place. He's not bound by time. And here's what I want to teach you. And this is one of the greatest aha moments. And this is going to catch you off guard. And you may not agree with this, but I just want to share our experience. What we found through those four weeks is I would get up at the beginning of the service and say every week, listen, I know you're not coming to a service, your home, um, because of COVID, and we encourage you to stay home. But if you feel compelled by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to come to Hendersonville, Tennessee, at Long Hollow, I would love to have the privilege of baptizing you if you feel compelled by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And what happened in those four weeks, Chris, was nothing short of miraculous, because that's when people began to fly and drive in from all over the mm -hmm. country. Yeah. Now, in hindsight... We just baptized a person from the 13th state yesterday. And you ready for this? We've got the 14th state Sunday because they're coming from Texas. I already know of a group, a group of people coming we from, need Texas. Some people from Texas. I know. We got to, those Texas folks need to be saved. But anyway, we, uh, but, but, but you can imagine 13, 14 states. People began yeah. flying in from Montana and North Carolina and South Carolina and, and Virginia. And the one that took the cake was Maine. All lower states, the all lower Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, all the lower states. But Maine, a girl flew in from Maine. And so during that time, we started to realize, okay, God's up to something bigger. And here's what would happen. Every person that would come in, I would say, and, and we weren't encouraging, just for the record, people to fly in to yeah. come to Long yeah. Hollow. Yeah. You need at to no hear this. Do we say, Please you can go back in. and look at all the videos. <laughs> I've never said, hey, drive or fly in from where you are to come here. I never said that. But I would ask the people when they got here, I would say, why did you fly in from Virginia? Why did you yeah. come in from Maine? Why did you come in from Montana or Colorado like we had this week? And here's what the common denominator was. They said, the Spirit of God compelled me to come. Wow. Compel me to come. That's, 
again, I want to say that's crazy, but that shouldn't be what we say. Yes. Here's what I want you to get if you're listening. This is what's so cool about the Lord. We have tried to draw people with fancy programs and machinery Quality and marketing excellent. and excellence and felt needs preaching and every other low bar human initiative known to man. Mm-hmm. And it will produce some results in our charismatic ability. But I'm telling you, knowing the ministry we're experiencing now compared to the ministry that I've tried to lead for you, and I, and I have to admit, I've done this myself. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. This is a whole lot more fulfilling. It's a whole lot more exciting. And I think it's a whole lot more God honoring. Authentic. Authentic. That's a great word. Authentic. Because God begins to draw the people in response to the prayers of his people, in response Mm -hmm. to the belief of his people. Mm -hmm. And so here's the lesson I want to teach you. And this is the insight that's going to catch you off guard. What we've learned is the median or the means of the, of the screen or the television set that people were watching the service on all over the country was not minimized. The means was not minimized in the sense of the ministry of the Holy Spirit was still powerful mm. through the means of the television set or the computer screen. So what we learned is God's ministry of of the miraculous and the Holy Spirit was not minimized through the means of a computer screen. That people said to us when they came, we were on our face weeping through the baptisms. When you were preaching, we we were on our knees with hands up. The Spirit of God invaded our house in a palpable way in Texas, in uh, Tampa, in Orlando, in Virginia. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah. I, and I've, I was a recipient of that. I remember early on watching online. Uh, I think we were on vacation early on one of those Sundays and just watching it online and the same power and I guess I could say emotion of being in that room translated to watching it on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah, and anybody who's watched it, if you've watched, going back and watch it, go back and watch those early few services and I challenge you not to, to weep. I challenge you to try to get through it without weeping. That's going to be a tough one. Because the presence of God on the lives of the people. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking last night, I was thinking about what happened yesterday. Just so many people came forward again. And we're, we're many weeks into this thing. And it's still moving. And God's spirit's not waning. It's amazing. And I just thought, think of the pure joy mm. on the face of the people when they come out of those baptismal waters. Just pure joy. It's like the Spirit of God is all over these people. One of the things you're going to want to know about Evan Roberts, and we'll close with this, because I think it's interesting to study, because you you wondered probably like I did, 26 years old, God used Evan Roberts to be the man, arguably the greatest revival in world history at 26 years old. And so I asked my friend who's an English historian, he's from England, he pastored in Brighton. I said... uh, What did Evan Roberts do to prepare for the Welsh revival from 1904 to 1906? He had to do something. Mm. And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, he prepared all right. He said, Evan Roberts actually prayed for 12 years leading up to the Welsh revival daily. Wow. I said, 12 years. So I started doing the math in my head. 12 years, 26. So you mean to tell me at the age of 14, this man pressed into God and began praying fervently for God. You ready for this? To use him and to make him a vessel fit for use 
in the master's house. He said, Robbie, he did that for 12 years. And then I started to think, where are the teenagers today, Chris, who are going to say, I love no one more than God and hate nothing more than sin. And I'm going to press into God. And I'm not going to give up after year one. Not even going to give up after year five. I'm not even going to give up after year 10. I'm going to pray 12 years for the fire and the glory of God to fall. Mm. Better yet, where are the adults? Hello. (laughs) Who would pray fervently and say, I want more of God. Not the blessings or the miracles or the manifestations of God, but I simply want more than God. That's what Evan Roberts prayed, and I've been praying that now for a while. I simply just want more of God. I pray you do too. That's a good word. And as always, if you've enjoyed the podcast, text someone right now and let them know and share it with them. Give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast, and we would appreciate it. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.